Inside all things Valor Fights. And a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host, Justin Watson, Greg Hopkins. We're back from a week off. Hopefully everyone had a, uh, a nice holiday break there. I know uh, it was nice to... Uh, kind of uh you know deflate over here at the Loystead uh over the over the thanksgiving holiday guys did y'all have a, a good uh a good thanksgiving justin uh what did you get into man yeah man I, I had to work most of the day but i got to have uh lunch with the family and then then go work off all those calories for for the next three or four days been, been solid at it oh nice nice greg well my man what did uh how was your uh, how was your holiday <laughs> Uh, I'm just getting fatter and fatter. I got a uh, <laughs> actually, actually over the holidays. I went I, I, over, uh, you know, Thanksgiving holiday. I went and rolled in a jujitsu tournament for the first time ever, and it was pretty uh, all new to me. Uh, took a loss, but it was still it was still pretty cool, man. But um, yeah, as far as you talking about calories goes, I need to start getting my fat ass in a. I don't know where I need to get into cardio in the gym, on the treadmill, on the stairmaster, everywhere else. Well, it's a good time for uh, for gym memberships. I think you know it's a good time to be. Uh, Hustling, you know, gym memberships for people coming out of the holidays and trying to lose some weight. Real quick, I just wanted to get y'all's takes. Uh, you know, just coming off Thanksgiving, uh, your favorite. What's your what's your favorite part of uh, Thanksgiving Day? You know, be it uh, football all day, uh, family and friends, fellowship, the food, uh, the time off. For me, uh, obviously, the food is is great. It, it always is. Uh, but re- for me, really, it's it's really just you know that that two or three days where you can kind of just completely disconnect and you've got an excuse to and you don't really have to do any business or any work or talk about fights or do anything because you've got the excuse that it's uh family time with uh thanksgiving justin man my my, my thanksgiving is is just so nuts going back and forth to tennessee you know because my daughter's up there and mm-hmm. so between work and and everything else it's, it's pretty chaotic here but um, so the food's probably my favorite part. <laughs> How about you, Greg? Uh, well, I got family scattered all over the United States and actually the world. So like, uh, for all of us to actually get together once a year, just is not, it's not happening. Um, uh, so like I remember my brother lives in California, sister lives in Georgia, cousins in Tennessee, North Carolina, Michigan, Illinois, Florida. So, uh, just whenever I do get to see any of my family, that's like the the best part for me, the fellowship. And then the, the second it all off, like I grew up wrestling. I never got to enjoy the, uh, the food. It's right in the middle but of one the season. Thing, oh God, it's like prime time. So the one thing I did get to enjoy that I love doing, and that uh, might sound stupid to everybody else, but it was just getting a uh, glass of ice Coke. Like you pour that ice in the in a little solo cup, and you pour the Coke in there, and it's kind of watered down, and you're just like, and I get to sip on one glass of Coke that whole Christmas and Thanksgiving, and like that to me was just the shit, and I look forward to that all every year. Now that I do it all the time, I kind of take it for granted. It ain't no big deal, but uh, I can think back and remember those moments. And uh, but the fellowship with the family, and that is the best thing. It feels so good when it hits your lips. Oh yeah, yeah, I fill it back up again. I'm through funneling Coca Cola in high school. 
Oh, man. Well, tonight, uh, guys, we are going to uh, finish up our professional of the year nominees. Uh, we're going to we're going to go over those. We're going to recap um, a little bit of uh, what's happened since we've, we've spoken to our our faithful listeners last uh, first. Uh, not a whole lot has happened over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, with it being the holiday weekend, there wasn't a whole lot of whole lot of fight cards and stuff like that. But we will give a shout out to uh, local, uh, not local to, to East to Knoxville, but to East Tennessee, I guess. So Johnson City's uh, Dustin Long goes to Las Vegas and gets a big knockout upset over Marcellus Wilder, uh, the brother of the world champion uh, Deontay Wilder, um, and uh, man, it kind of uh, kind of uh, hitches uh, his 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 star to that name right there with that win, and uh, could potentially get some more opportunities. Did either of you guys get a chance to, to catch that knockout? Man, I did. It, it was wild. It's been all over, you know, social media and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. All, I, every every you know big. Uh, combat sports media outlet has, has, you know, been putting light to it. Uh, you know, he wasn't doing that great. He was just kind of, you know, wasn't doing a lot of work. Um, Wilder was, was, was definitely winning the fight, but then just caught him with that left hook, man. And that was all she wrote. Greg, you get a chance pretty, to uh, pretty catch it. Crazy to see. Yeah. Yeah. Got, it was, uh, it was, it was shocking, honestly, because, uh, you know, if you've ever watched Dustin fight, you know, that a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the gripe, I guess, is that, you know, he's a very skilled guy, powerful guy, but he doesn't always let his hands go. Doesn't always really fight, uh, aggressively. Uh, but, and that kind of looked like how things were setting up in the early rounds of this one, but, uh, it only took one there, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, uh, he just caught him down. He kept uh, he kept dropping that right hand, and he just hooked him. And I mean that one shot, and it was a uh, <laughs> uh, shows over curtains. And uh, he wasn't getting back up. And yeah, like you said, dude, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. It may just be because I'm friends with Dustin on you know on Facebook, but I don't know, man. Like I haven't stopped seeing it since it's happened. Every day you see it every day, and somebody's still bringing it up because it was that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to him, man. I hopefully, uh, hopefully, you can parlay that into uh, another big fight. Um, moving on uh, to our to our show tonight. Of course, uh, we will uh, we're going to go over the nominees for the professional submission of the year, the fight of the year, and the fighter of the year. And then after we get past the fights next weekend, uh, which is going down next Friday, by the way, that's Valor uh, sixty seven going down at the world famous Cotton Eye Joe. It'll be the last event of the year. It's an all amateur show, so we're going to let those guys fight next week before we dive into the amateur uh, of the year awards in case someone manages to shine there and they get uh, into the, the running, if you will. Uh, before we start on this week's nominees, I'm going to recap the pro knockout of the year uh, nominees that we went over a uh, week before last and also our voting process. We haven't put the polls up yet. I'm going to put them all up together now, all four of these uh, categories, and that way the people can kind of you know vote all at once. Um, recapping the professional nominees for knockout of the year, we had three from uh, Valor 54, and uh, that was the first show of the year back in January. David Robbins with a liver shot knockout over Deshaun Middleton. Uh, Keith Olsen with another body shot knockout over Tim Boyle. And then Jason King's head kick knockout over Jason Wolf. At Valor 59, we had um, it was Hope Chase with a nine second knockout over Morgan Hickam. And then rounding it out at Valor 65 in Nashville, it was the bad news Bubba Cruz with a knockout over Crazy Kyle Lee, who we will see here uh, again here in about a month or so, a little over a month. So um, 
the voting um, will be uh, over on both the Valor uh, Fighting Challenge and the Valor Hour uh, Facebook pages. So make sure you check those out and you can vote on both pages. We will tally those votes up and that will comprise uh, a fourth of the overall um, um, determining factor, if you will. So when it comes time to choose these, uh, each of uh, the hosts here, myself, Justin, and Greg, will have a vote, and then the fans' vote will count equally there. So uh, make sure you go over to uh, those uh, pages tomorrow and vote, and we'll run voting for uh, these pro awards. Um, we will run those probably, I'm guessing, till the end of uh the end of the year uh and then we'll add the amateurs in there as well and then we can uh, do some uh some distribution of the hardware if you will in january so guys uh let's dig into this uh these next this next set of nominees uh all these fights are going to be from 2019 so uh starting with vfc 54 would be what's eligible uh looking at uh the submissions of the year here first and uh, I'm going to start us off with our first nominee here, and uh, it's going to be uh, Batgirl, Tabitha Watkins. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen her, since it's been you know January of last year. But if you recall, she came, comes from a Scorpion Fighting Systems up in Michigan. Uh, you know, she she came into this fight at uh, at two and zero uh, and scored a round one armbar over Carmen Carbajal, who's a very good solid grappler. Uh, it was a very quick. Um, you know, uh, very good technique, just snapped it up. It was a really solid arm bar, and that was at uh, VFC 54. So Tabitha Watkins will be our first nominee. After that, she went on and fought for Bellator, fought for Ryzen. So she's gone on and gotten some good opportunities after that. Uh, Justin, what's our next nominee? Next up, we got Shani Young with uh, her uh, mounted triangle choke over Anastasia Bruce, VFC 56. Just a completely dominant fight. You know, Shana was on top. The whole time, just kind of uh, full mount. Anastasia couldn't really do anything. And, uh, you know, Shanna just kept hitting her. Her foot didn't stop it. And uh, so she slapped on that triangle um, for, you know, finish finish a dominant fight off. Hey, she managed to flex during that, too, if I recall. Yep. Flexing for the for the gram. Uh, Greg. Uh, so, OK, so so Shannon Young is a nominee number two. Uh, Greg, nominee number three. I have... Jordan Weeks over Charlie Alexander is who I got uh, for my nominee right there because that battle was back and forth with them two. And every time it looked like one or the other had the, had the upper hand, uh, Jordan Weeks came out with a, round, a second, late second round uh, Darce choke over Charlie Alexander at Ballard 56. And that right there, that's the most excited I've been watching uh, – ground skilled fight in a long time and um, that's one of my top prospects for the uh, submission of the year very good selection there and I went back and I watched that second round today uh, just because I when I was kind of culling the information for this it didn't specify exactly what the submission was on tapology and I was like man I want to make sure it was a Darce choke so I didn't put it incorrectly but you know going back and watching that last minute or so of action that was all over the place I mean both guys oh, were yeah. You know, crazy scrambles back and forth. And uh, I like that that nominee, Greg, because, uh, A, the strength of competition was there. Uh, and it was a little bit of a, a come behind kind of situation there for Jordan Weeks. So Jordan Weeks, oh. nominee number three, nominee number four, uh, Justin. I've got David Robbins with the second round to hold over Adam Denton. That was a VFC 61. You know, it was probably David's tough, definitely David's toughest fight. 
uh, before Charlie Alexander, Adam Denton was, was, you know, in there, um, to fight and, and giving David everything he wanted. <clears throat> but, you know, you don't see toe holds every day. It's not, you know, your common arm bar or a triangle choke or something. But, um, so I, I think that one deserves a top spot just for the, uh, uh, you know, uniqueness uh, of the submission. As well as it being over a strong competitor. So, uh, yeah, I got to agree with you there. David Robbins, nominee number four. Speaking of um, submissions you don't see every day, Greg, nominee number five. I uh, got James Adcock here with a round one twister over Billy Combs at Valor 62. I, uh, that, like you said, that was an unusual choke. You don't never see it. I don't know that we've ever seen it in Valor. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't quote myself on that, but I will say that it was impressive. None the least, uh, it, it, it wasn't against the best competition. Uh, I still see it, uh, valid for, you know, top candidate, one of the top candidates of, um, submission of the year, just because it was, it was impressive. I don't care who you got it on, but, uh, still, uh, James Adcock up there around one twister at 62. All right, so that's your five nominees for Pro Sub of the Year. It's a mixed bag here, guys. We've got some, uh, you know, between an armbar, a triangle, a darts, a toehold, and a twister, we have five different uh, submissions over varying degrees of difficulty uh, in competition. So uh, I'm interested to see what the fans think. For me, uh, it, I've got a couple here that I've narrowed down to the top. We'll, we'll talk about that here when we decide the winners. But uh, make sure you vote, guys. Uh, we will put that up tomorrow. Again, the Pro Sub of the Year nominees, Tab of the Watkins, Shannon Young, Jordan Weeks, David Robbins, and James Adcock. Let's move on now to our Pro Fight of the Year nominees. And we don't have as many nominees for this because I think there is a clear three at the top. And guys, if I've missed one here, please, you know, feel free to, to chime in and we can we can alter things. But uh, most of these came towards the end of the year, oddly enough. Uh, we really kind of kind of hit a gear there in the fall. First nominee for Pro Fight of the Year back at Soddy Daisy at Valor 64. I'm going to go with Billy Swanson, Big Sexy, against El Jefe, Terrence Hodges. It was a war. I mean, it was it was back and forth. It, it, both guys at varying points of the fights, I thought, was going to finish the other guy. Uh, a very hot atmosphere, literally and figuratively, as far as the crowd and the temperature inside goes. It was just a an awesome fight. And, you know, the heavyweights... You know, anytime if you get three rounds uh, of heavyweight action, that's not boring, then most likely you've got a fight of the year candidate. So uh, we'll start off with our first candidate being Billy Swanson versus Terrence Hodges at Valor 64. Greg, nominee number two. <laughs> nominee number two is going to have to be, in my opinion, also David Robbins and Charlie Alexander once again. I think that Charlie's going to be pissed at me uh, before the end of the night's over with because I've had him twice on mine. But uh, dude, Charlie's an entertaining fighter and. He puts butts in seats, and whenever you hear him fighting, he's going to be there. But that fight with him and David Robbins has captured, uh, I'm going to say, international recognition on uh, flow combat. So, you know, uh, not contradicting the Billy Swanson and Hodges fight because that shit was off that, in Saudi. That was crazy. That was I thought yeah. we were going to need security for that because we didn't know who was going to win that fight. Just like this one, David Robbins and Charlie, that went uh, that's what I'm saying. Flow Combat sh shed a lot of light on that at Valor 65 in Nashville. The uh, at the fairgrounds, that that place was that's one of the best best fights I've seen in a very long time. So that gets my vote for you know nominee for Pro Fight of the Year. Yeah, you know, and uh, and you know, regardless, win or lose on all these, it takes two to make a, a fight Absolutely. of the year nominee. You know what Absolutely. I mean? If it's if it's a one sided dominating fight, then that wasn't a fight of the year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Justin, yeah, exactly. 
Nominee number three. I've got uh, Stephen New and Keith Olsen. You know, it's a That's second round finish. So, yeah, second round finish for, for Stephen New. Keith Olsen was winning the fight. You know, <clears throat> Stephen just weathered the storm, had no quit in him. Um, and then, you know, Olsen started to gas there in the second round. I believe it was the second round. Um, and, you know, New just poured it on him. So, uh, you know, good comeback win in a, in a hell of a fight there. That was a VFC 66. So we went 64, 65, 66 for our three uh, <laughs> yeah. fight of the year nominees. So they, they turned it on at the end. I love it. So uh, to recap, the three options, Billy Swanson versus Terrence Hodges. They have Big Sexy versus El Jefe back at VFC 64. Uh, the 155 title about in Nashville at VFC 65 between David Robbins and C4 Charlie Alexander. And then the uh, co-main event from VFC 66, Showtime Stephen New and Keith K.O. Olsen. Those are your three choices make sure you vote guys that'll bring us to our final uh category of the evening and that's going to be pro fight uh fighter if you will pro fighter of the year this is a tough one because there's there's been several people that have had really good years so i feel like we may be again uh, before i move on to this are there any fights that stick out to you guys that like should have been over any of these are in the running or in talks or you know in the talk for pro fight of the year that i missed um not not that I can think of, but man, I think these these are definitely the top three. Greg, would you agree? I, um, I'm trying to. I really like, uh, you know, I really like. I don't. I don't think it deserves pro fight of the year. Pro fight of the year, but I think it deserves some kind of uh, honorable mention with uh, uh, Dre and Diego back at the. Oh uh, yeah, the that was great. That was a fantastic. That was a really good fight and. And there's there's a lot more, and you know, no no disrespect to any fighter. I think that that one is a really good one to give mention to, actually, because yeah. even though it probably doesn't edge these out, it really was yeah. good, and it was tied up one to one going to the third. It was still anybody's fight. Both guys were absolutely exhausted at the end, so they left it all out there. So props to those guys as well. Uh, okay, Pro Fighter of the Year. I got five nominees we're going to go over here. And again, if I've left somebody out that deserves mention, I'm more than willing to talk that through. Uh, this was a hard. This is the hardest one for me to narrow down because there really has been a lot of guys that have had a, a really good years. Uh, so Pro Fighter of the Year, this is for their body of work over the course of 2019. Get us started, Greg, with number one. Well, James Adcox got four year, uh, four wins on the year of 2019, and they're all first round finishes. So, like, you can't ignore him in this category. Uh, I mean, just you know, one one fight alone is awesome in a year, but you got four and one. That's great. So, uh, hats off to him, and that's the nominee we got for. We got a lot of them, but. That's good yeah, that's right that's there. number one. Though. No, nominee number one, James Adcock. And, and you know, there's there's some arguments here in various, you know, you can look at the numbers. Uh, there's one way of looking at it because some of the, you know, first off, I'll say this. None of our pro, fight, pro fighter uh, nominees have lost in the Valor Cage in 2019. So everyone went undefeated in the Valor Cage. Um, that said, you know, that 4-0 is very impressive. That's staying busy. It's fighting, uh, fighting every few months. We'll see how the strength of competition stands up against some of the other nominees essentially so that's you know you can look at numbers you can there's various ways you can approach this thing um and it also i think it, it bears some weight that adcock fought everywhere from 135 to one yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Uh, all right. Uh, up next, nominee number two, I'll, I'll cover here. That is going to be Olivia Parker. Made her pro debut at the first of the year in January, won that one, and ended up going 3-0 and on the year. Uh, so she's now 3-0 and as a pro. All of her pro fights coming this year. Fought pretty tough competition. Uh, Jen Morgan, she let it off with. And then uh, from there, uh, took on Taryn Conklin at Smoky Stadium. And then won her last one against Jamie Driver, who we know uh, to be very, uh, very tough. So And she finished Driver in, in the second round. So uh, Olivia Parker definitely one to keep your eye on moving forward. Uh, is now that she has made her, her weight down to where she can get to 145, that makes a huge difference, I think, um, you know, moving forward versus having to fight, you know, 55 and 70 girls, you know. Uh, Justin, number three. I've got uh, Olivia's training partner, Shannon Young. Uh, she went 2-0 in, in Valor. Uh, she had one official fight in Invicta that she won, and then she also was in the tournament, uh, went 1-1 one one there, as well as fighting on the Contender Series this year, you know, so – um, put a lot, put a lot behind her name, you know, got her face on some big stages, um, you know, and, and only had one, one real loss there, uh, going three and one on the year. Um, so look, look for big things coming this 2020 from Shannon Young. Yeah, she's been busy, you know, uh, she, she is really, uh, like you said, she's got her name out there now and has really kind of, uh, this year was the year that she really just kind of like got it going, you know, she, she's been a pro now for a few years, but would only fight one time, two times a year. It's like she had two, three, four, four five, official five. fights, and then six if you consider the two tournament fights, uh, which were kind of like abbreviated fights, though. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's uh, about as busy as you can be, as busy as our uh, number four nominee for Pro Fighter of the Year, Greg. Yeah, we got David Robbins coming in with five wins in a year. We talked about Adcock uh, getting four. Well, David's pulled five out. In 2019, and he's got four finishes. I think that uh, three of those, which were in the first round, yeah, one he yeah. got in the second, and then he fought a really tough, good title fight in Charlie Alexander, which we spoke about earlier, who got the national, you know, international recognition. So, uh, uh, you know, Davis avoid everything. We got to got to throw him on there, dude. It's uh, it's hard to deny five and zero, oh, and I mean, even before that, his amateur, you know, just just coming through from what he was, <clears throat> as uh, you know seven, eight years ago to what he is now, uh, you wouldn't recognize him. It's crazy. So David Robbins is up for a profiler of the year. All right. Yeah, it's hard, definitely hard to argue that, man. That's, uh, in my opinion, that's a front runner. And uh, number five uh, nominee for profiler of the year, Justin. I got Cody Durden. He went up to Colorado, uh, took the king of the Sparta tournament, um, you know, and then, then went 2-0 and with Valor. Uh, the last one, you know, a huge, huge win over Dre. Uh, two of the two of the top, you know, 135 prospects in the region. Um, so he's got my another pick for Pro Fighter of the Year. Look for some some big opportunities coming his way soon. Yeah, all five of these guys uh, and girls are uh, certainly deserving, and uh, so we want to make sure all are mentioned. Is there anybody else you guys uh, think should be in the conversation here? There was there was a few other names I felt like you know Jason King had a good year. Okay. Uh, Hope Chase, Hope, had a, Hope Chase a run, did have right? a good year. Yeah, she only fought in the Valor Cage the one time, but she, yeah, she did. That's she true. had a knockout of the year uh, candidate, then went on and had a huge finish in Invicta as well. So, yeah, I mean, she she's definitely had a had a, had a really good year as well. I got to throw yeah, two and Greg Hopkins in there. 
Oh, yeah, our own Greg Hopkins, 2-0 on the year. He, he was a bit of a late bloomer. He didn't come in until midway through, but I think if Greg had gotten started uh, at the first of the year, he would have had time to get three, four wins in there, you know? That's next year. We got it. We'll, we'll worry about that later. That's right. Greg may be our uh, our comeback fighter of the year. I'll be that guy. I'll be the overcomer. The, over, <laughs> the overcomer. That's great. The overcomer of the year. That's me. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, to recap, the Pro Fighter of the Year nominees, James Adcock, Olivia Parker, Shannon Young, David Robin, and Cody Durden. Uh, we will get these polls up tomorrow uh, or today, I guess it would be, as we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, check out the Valor Fights and the Valor Hour pages. You can vote there. And uh, we'll run voting through uh, the end of the month here so you got uh, about three and a half weeks to vote get on there share it let's uh let's get some recognition one for these guys and we'll have the awards to give to them at the first show of the year of 2020 speaking of which before we uh round out tonight's show with a little ufc talk uh valor 68 has been announced and that is going down january the 10th it's going to be once again at our home, the Cotton Eye Joe, the uh, the world famous Cotton Eye Joe, as it were. And uh, we've got quite a few fights already announced, guys. Uh, there's a uh, looks like six or seven pro fights in the works here, uh, and uh, four of them that we've announced already. One uh, includes our very own Greg Hopkins returning to the cage. He'll be taking on Stone Hands Brian Jackson, who we uh, have seen a lot as of late. Made his debut with Valor and won uh, against Caleb Miller and then uh, fought Jason King last time out. So he's one one coming in. Uh, Greg, uh, we're, we won't get too deep into it this early, but uh, any uh, any early uh, take on this one? I just hope he's been working on his ground game. <clears throat> yeah, right. them stone hands don't mean they don't mean shit once you go to the ground. I can tell you yeah, that. That's true. We'll that's back. true. Uh, another fight that's booked for uh, this one here is uh, really an interesting one. It is uh, two two of two guys that I, I I like a lot. These are some of your characters, if you will, uh, on the scene. We've got the Ninja Turtle slash Clown Serial Killer uh, Paul Teague taking on Real Steel Roy Sanders, and uh, these guys uh, they're coming off of losses here, so they're they're looking to rebound here against each other. And I think this should be an interesting one. Justin, any any early take? Um, I think it's, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a good fight. I just actually saw that one today. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think you know, size wise and and style wise, I think it's a good matchup. Most definitely. Uh, and then also uh, announced to uh, today as well uh, will uh, be actually yesterday we announced this one. It's going to be uh, the Asian Persuasion, Jason King taking on Crazy Kyle Lee. These guys are both, uh, you know, they're fan favorites. They they both bring in a good crowd, have high energy. And uh, I really expect to get a good fight out of that as well as our main event. Big Sexy Billy Swanson taking on Scary Carey Perkins, uh, who is making his pro debut, but he's a he's a decorated amateur. He's a Warriors Den amateur uh, heavyweight champion. So, uh, man, I'm excited. Anytime we get, you know, uh, two good skilled heavyweights in a small cage, it's it's always a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Greg, what your take his, on these two? What's that? What was it? What was his nickname? Nickname? S- scary Carey. Oh, Scary Carey. Yes. Scary, scary Carey Perkins. I thought you said Scary Terry. That's one of my favorite cartoon characters, but um, <laughs> that's still awesome. So yeah, oh yeah. Uh, anytime you put Billy Swanson in there, you know it's going to be a, it's going to be crazy because uh, Saudi Days is coming with them. And uh, anytime oh, yeah. they come there, guess what? They have alcohol. And anytime you have alcohol and Saudi Days mixed up, it's going to be a good night. 
<laughs> It'd be eventful not to say the least. Uh, Jason yeah, King, Kyle Lee, that's one you could have your eye on. That's what I was just about to say. Uh, I'll be, I will be watching that one very closely because, you know, I got to speak with uh, Kyle Lee in Nashville, and he actually, uh, you know, with all due respect, you know, he came up to me and just said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked for a minute, a little, little small talk, and then he said, hey, you never know, man. You could match up together one day. I said, yeah, we sure could. Sure enough. <laughs> I mean, and, then and then there's Jason King. Jason King's on the shelf too. He's also in the weight class. I mean, it's it's a fight. It could happen. We'll see what happens uh, down the road. I don't know. Let's, let's let's roll with it. So so this card's starting to come together, y'all. I mean, there, there's definitely some uh, there's definitely some uh, some fan favorites on here between Greg, between uh, you know Kyle and Jason, Big Sexy. Uh, we haven't announced it yet, but I can confirm Olivia Parker is going to be on this card. Uh, you know, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun one. Stay tuned. We'll talk more and more about that in the coming weeks. And for now, let's round out the show with our final segment. It is the uh, the return of the UFC. It's been like, what, three weeks since since we've had UFC? It feels like it's been a minute. It is the UFC on ESPN proper, number seven. And it's coming to us from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. The uh, action begins at 6 o'clock this Saturday evening with the prelims on ESPN+. Plus. Mahmoud Muradov takes on Trevor Smith at light heavyweight. Verna Jandaroba, light, uh, I'm sorry, she is a, a, she's a flyweight, um, taking on Mallory Martin. Uh, Joe Selecki, that's a guy that uh, we're familiar with. He's from uh, Fitness Edge over there in Myrtle Beach, trains with Jordan Weeks and Fatini Candris and you know a lot of our friends out there. Uh, so uh, good luck to Joe Selecki. He got his spot on the Contender Series, I believe. Really, really good guy, solid black belt, uh, you know, very skilled. He's taking on Matt Wyman, who we saw lose to Luis Pena last time out. So I think it's a really good spot for Selecki. Uh, another guy that is from the south here, Bryce Mitchell uh, from over there in, uh, in I believe he's from Arkansas, but he's fought a lot over here in Tennessee and uh, represented by Matt Weibel there. He's uh, taking on Matt Sales. That's a pick and fight. That's a really good fight. It's close. And then um, next up on the prelims, uh, now th- these prelims, these uh, the first two were on ESPN Plus, these uh, Selecki. Becky's fight, Mitchell, and the next two are on uh, ESPN proper at 7 o'clock. Jacob Kilburn, a Valor vet on uh, one week's notice, takes this fight. We saw Jacob uh, when we were in Nashville been about two years ago now, maybe about a year and a half. Uh, Jacob knocked out Edward Massey out there in his one appearance in the Valor Cage. Very, very good guy. I mean, Jacob Kilmer, I can't say enough about him. He's just a he's just a good dude. And he's very unassuming. You know, he's he's not a guy that postures a lot or you would even think is a pro fighter, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he can crack, <laughs> you know, he has knocked out some, some tough dudes, knocked them out cold. Yeah. So you can't sleep on him. Uh, it is a tough fight though. He's taking on Billy Quarantillo, uh, and it's on short notice, a week's notice. So, uh, he is a, a reasonable underdog at plus two sixty to Billy Quarantillo from uh, Florida. And then routing out the prelims, Tiago Alves takes on the dirty bird, Tim means, Justin, anything on these preliminaries uh, jump out at you? Uh, the two big ones for me are Bryce Mitchell and Matt Sales. Um, it's a, a tightly matched up fight. It's going to be, I, th- I believe it's going to be a war. Um, and then Tiago Alves and Tim Means. Tiago's, uh, you know, over a two to one underdog uh, in that fight. And I think it's, it's pretty well deserved. You know, he's, he's past his prime. It's a guy we, we watched, you know, fight for the title against GSP back in the day. And, yeah. Um, you know, took him to a decision. Tiago was a beast back then, you know, but, uh, um, 
times have changed. I mean, that's probably been eight or nine years ago since he fought for the title. And um, Tim Means is, is he's a mean, mean dude. So, it seems uh, like Tim's just been getting like folded up lately, though, right? Uh, I can't remember his last couple of fights. Honestly, I'm not looking at it right now. But I mean, he's got some nasty, nasty elbows, and the height and reach advantage is going to be significant against Tiago. Um, and Tim means, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, size wise, I think he could definitely be an 85 and, and not be, um, you know, undersized or anything. So if he has been, been getting starts, that, that could be the way cut could be a part of that. And, you know, Tiago is always going to be a hitter. So, um, it's always a possibility there, but, uh, I'm look for Tim means to, to put an end to Tiago finally. Greg, anything uh, pop off to you on these uh, prelims? No, nothing in particular. Bryce Mitchell, that's just about it. I mean, I've got a DK lineup for the week, but it's not – I don't feel too comfortable with any of these spots right here because a lot of them are a lot of them really evenly matched, and you don't know what's going to come. I mean, just like it is, but I saw that Stephen Strews on here. So, I was looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I, we're going to get the Strew here uh, shortly. I, I, I thought he was probably done by now. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he was retiring too. I didn't know. That's what I was going to say. But I would just wait till we're done, and I'll give you my run through of my lineup, and and that's what I'll do. Okay. Uh, just for uh, for the record, just looking at, just I was curious. I don't guess Tim Means has gotten. It hasn't been that bad. Uh, he he. It's just the last time. Uh, Nico Price knocked him out. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm- looking at it too nico's had a couple of those i can't remember what what that one what that knockout was but nico's had a couple of nasty knockouts as of late but yeah then he he won beat ricky rainey by knockout tko and then lost two split decisions so not not been on the greatest uh the greatest run but it's been you know he could very well be five and one in his last six or four and one four and one in his last six i mean I mean, four and one in his last five. <laughs> All right. Main card starts at nine o'clock. It's on ESPN. Looks like we have six fights. Uh, some decent ones here. Uh, Bantamweight action. Rob Font takes on Ricky Simone. Uh, that fight's pretty closely lined. Uh, I could see me taking a bite of Ricky Simone just in case there, in case he, you know, he's got a motor and just, you know, gets after it. Uh, another Bantamweight fight. Cody Stamen takes on Song Yedong. Cody Stamen, uh, as usual, the underdog here, and, and he's always a live one. And women's Bantamweight. Yana Kuditskaya takes on Aspen Ladd. At heavyweight, uh, the aforementioned Stefan Struve returns to take on Ben Rothwell. I don't know about all that. And then uh, the co-main event, uh, I'm somewhat underwhelmed by. It is uh, a strawweight battle between Cynthia Carvillo against Marina Rodriguez. And Carvillo is an underdog here that I, at plus 110, a very slight one, but I think I like her in that fight. And then the main event is heavyweight action, uh, Overeem, Alistair Overeem, in essentially a pick and fight against Yarzinho Rosenstruck, who we it hasn't been long since we've seen Rosenstruck. He, he just fought recently. Uh, Greg, main card. I've got, I, I'd like to say Overeem on this right here just because I know he's got a glass jaw, and every time he's, I seem to think he's doing really good, he seems to get – he gets he gets rocked, and I just I just think I don't know. I'm just fading him for that reason, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all my lineup right now. Okay. I've got a we got Bryce Mitchell at eight thousand. 
And uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name. That's why I said I'm fading him. Uh, Rosenstruck. Uh-huh. Taking Rosenstruck at 7,900 over Overeem. I'm taking Matt Sales. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to take Matt Sales and Bryce Mitchell together or not yet. I've still got to go through there because I've got 1,700 left over. And I'm taking uh, Ricky Simone over over Font, Stephen Struth over Rothwell. And uh, on the last one, least, i got Song. Is that Song Yudong? Uh-huh. And I'm thinking about taking uh, Sales out and keeping Mitchell in. And then that leaves me that leaves me to take, uh, you know, Mahmoud Mordov. So I mean I could take him and that could be a, that could be well, I'm gonna go ahead and put that one in now and see what we can uh, and we'll get talk to that next week. Y'all did yes. Justin fade any of those? Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't even paying attention to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I guess you, you had Bryce Mitchell on there. Uh, yeah, I like Bryce Mitchell. Uh, he had uh, Song Yudong. He had Rosenstruck. He had Struve, um, and then he had uh, Mitchell. Yeah, the only on, one that I'm. The only one I'm fading would be Overeem. I mean, Rosenstroik. I, I, I think Overeem would be able to, to get that done. Rosenstroik, I mean, he showed some big power, but he hasn't fought a technical striker like Overeem. And, um, you know, I think Overeem hopefully learned a little bit of a lesson, um, you know, when he fought Francis and he, he uses his, his uh, technique and, and I think he can get Rosenstroik out of there. But I like all the other picks that you had. Um, a couple of dogs that I that I think that I'll probably end up playing are uh, Cody Stamen, uh, you know, plus one seventy. He's always he's worth you know a wild card there. Uh, Song Yudong is is an animal man, but uh, Cody Stamen, you know, he's he's always the underdog and he's, he proves us wrong. Seems like every time. Um, and then uh, the other underdog with you, Tim, I think uh, Calviet's cat. I, I don't even, I don't even know uh, her opponent and. Um, so I, I, I'll probably take her as a dog on that one and, and probably Struve as well. Struve had, had retired and I don't know what the reasoning was that he came back. I, I heard him talk about it, but I can't remember, um, exactly against the fight Roswell? <laughs> maybe, maybe he just thought I'm going to go take down this, this clock. I don't know. <laughs> Very good. You guys, uh, how much uh, interest uh, do you have? One to ten in this card? You're going to be watching it live, Greg. Are you going to catch it on on demand? What's your uh, what's your interest level? I'll be uh, Saturday night. I mean, you got the SEC championship going on and everything. I'm, I don't know what I'll be doing. I'll be I'll be watching football until the ten o'clock round comes along or whenever it starts. I'm not sure, but uh, actually, it starts early, doesn't it? Uh, it starts at, at six. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to uh, tune in and see Struve and, and Rothwell. I'd like to see. Uh, I always like to watch Alves fight. Uh, I want to see Bryce Mitchell. I want to see if uh, Reebok gave him his camouflage shorts and if he's going to fight with them. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to watch it. I would. I mean, it's just, I give it like a hard, a hard seven and a half. Justin. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Tyler uh, six then. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm. I'm looking forward to the card. Just because it's been a few weeks without any, you know, without anything, uh, I'll be working, so I'll be trying to catch it on my phone uh, as much as possible during the night. But uh, I'll be, I'll definitely be rewatching anything that I missed. Just, just a little, uh, you know, feel like there's a hole in my heart. I haven't had fights in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think I'm kind of the same with you. I'm not just like 
over the moon about a ton of the matchups, but I'm still kind of pumped just to have some action, you know? So, uh, you know, it, it's definitely something I'm, I'm going to tune in for. Best of luck to uh, Jacob Kilburn out there, man. Hopefully you get it done, brother. Um, that is probably about all we got this week, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up on that note. We kept it short and sweet. And uh, next week we've got, uh, we've got Pigs Panel. It is Valor 67, and it's a big, long-ass card. So we'll have the picks panel, and that will be pretty much all we do next week is uh, break down that Valor 67 card. A uh, quick update on our boy Lorenzo Bingham. You know, we last we spoke, he was in a horrific car accident. And he has been released from the hospital. Uh, he he's you know he's beat up pretty good. You know, pelvic surgery and uh, in, in or his stomach. I want to say it was his spleen. Uh, he had to have uh, surgery there too. So a lot of a lot of damage done. But he is on the mend. He is conscious, and we hope that he can make an appearance at the show next weekend. So uh, we'll keep y'all updated on that. But uh, some good news there for our buddy Lorenzo Bingham. Uh, you know, uh, thoughts and uh, good vibes his way that he continues to. Uh, heal and improve in his health and uh that's gonna wrap it up for this week guys uh till next week um i'm tim lloyd and for my co-hosts justin watson and greg hopkins this is the valor hour we are signing out bye Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.